Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Starting the show today with a very special guest. It's always great anytime we get a chance to have ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert on the line with us here. John, uh, thank you for joining us. Patrick Johnson Show. It's been a little bit, but uh, always great to catch up with you. Well, thanks for having me. I, I look forward to, uh, to, to talking and catching everybody up on uh, Pirate Athletics. Well, first of all, congratulations and extension. You'll be in place as the ECU Director of Athletics through 2026. So uh, certainly for you and your family, and, and I really think for Pirate Nation, this is a, a tremendous uh, agreement that's been reached. And uh, just speaking personally, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're going to be here at least through 2026. Well, it you know, it's exciting for, for me as well. Uh, I, I love... Eastern North Carolina. I love living here. I love the community. Uh, I, I love being a pirate. Uh, I, you know, I think an extension when you look at it, 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 for, for me, it just, uh, validates the stability that we've had over the last three years. Obviously we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, th- there is a lot of unfinished business in my mind, uh, but I am thankful to, to the Board of Trustees and to Chancellor Rogers, you know, for, for their commitment. I don't want to get into the details of it and, and embarrass you, but, I mean, you also gave a good portion of your salary back. I think this agreement restores that original number. Uh, but I think it speaks, too, about the type of person you are, that uh, you didn't seek some enormous raise, uh, that you wanted more term than anything. Because, again, I, I, the word that I keep, kind of coming back to, and I think you do as well as stability. And, and this provides a great deal of stability at the top as far as leadership goes. So let me, let me tip you the hat to you on that. Uh, but again, it brings that stability more than anything to, to pirate athletics. Well, I, you know, if, if you look at, you know, who we are as, as a department, um, you know, we're, 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 we're a group that has to do more with less and we have to punch above our weight. Uh, and, and, you know, the athletic director position is not any different than that. Um, you know, I, I feel really good about where we are, but I have a lot higher aspirations, uh, for, for this department and our sports programs. And, and so I'm excited to be here and, to be able to continue to lead the department in the right direction. ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, on the line with us here. He's on the Patrick Johnson Show with us today. Uh, John, a question about goals. I mean, obviously, when you arrived, there were a lot of things that had to be repaired, a lot of uh, things that uh, had to be straightened out, improved upon. Then COVID hits, and that certainly was an unprecedented uh, challenge. As we get further and further away from the the year that was just – so bizarre and so damaging, not only to, to East Carolina, but really every college and university around the nation. 
Uh, as we get a little further away from that now, what what are the sort of re the goals that you're either refocusing on or maybe have uh, set forth in this next handful of years? Well, I, I think number one, um, I, I do believe in comprehensive excellence and I, I want to continue our strive to, to be competitive on the field. Um, that, that's really important. Um, you, you know, we have some programs that are, that are clearly doing that and, we have some programs that are growing, so I want to make sure that that we field competitive teams. Uh, I, I want to continue to uh, engage our community, uh, getting our student athletes and coaches, staff in, into, you know, not only Greenville but Eastern North Carolina is really important uh, for, for the visibility of our athletic program. I want to make sure that we continue to be aligned with campus. Uh, They support us in a very meaningful way. I want to make sure that our department in turn is, you know, doing everything that we can to make sure that we're aligned with campus. Uh, We need to grow our revenue. Uh, This is a really big year for us as it relates to football season tickets, pirate club donations, you know, coming off, uh, a winning season and bowl eligibility, you know, we've got to grow our season ticket number because that really is the foundation of our financial success. Our season ticket goal is 15,000. I think we can get there. I feel really good about that number, but in order to get there, we have to have, you know, we have to have some significant buy-in from our, um, you know, from our constituents, from our donors. Mm-hmm. John Gilbert, ECU Director of Athletics, is with us. Uh, we'll talk some football. This sort of dovetails a little bit into that. The status of the fundraising campaign for the indoor facility, a lot of that is driven by football, but all athletics will have access to that. That's also a a showcase piece uh, potentially on, on Pirate football game days as well that can be utilized. But there's also – other improvements around the athletics campus that uh, are included in this campaign. What is the status of that right now, John? Well, well, we're we're going to do a formal launch of the campaign, um, and really, the university is going to do a formal launch. Athletics will play a piece uh, of that, and I really want the the campaign as it relates to athletics to be comprehensive in nature. We've got a lot of projects. Certainly the indoor practice facility is a big project. We also have, you know, some renovations and expansions in baseball we'd like to look at. Our teams building that houses a lot of our Olympic sports, you know, we need Expand that footprint. We're, we're getting, uh, we're running out of space there, uh, so we need to look at that. I'd like to uh, redo uh, the lower bowl of Menjis, or at least on one side where we can create some chairback seating and maybe try to find some premium niches mm-hmm. uh, for basketball. Um, you know, j- just a, a lot of. Um, you know, projects that, that are going to be a part of this campaign. John, you bring up basketball. There's been a lot of fits and starts uh, this year. Uh, there's been some really 
exhilarating moments. The win over Memphis comes to mind. There's been some frustrating uh, moments. And uh, when, when you look at that sport and its history of, let's just face it, futility on the whole uh, in Greenville, uh, as far as getting basketball to where you want it to be, I guess, I guess what are your short-term and potentially long-term goals with that sport? Well, I, I think ultimately uh, I, I do believe we can win in basketball here, and, and I know history says otherwise. Um, you know, we're, we're, we, we've been close at times, uh, to your point, and, and I think, um, you know, being in a basketball state, basketball is important, uh, and when you look at, you know, funding – uh, an athletic department and you look at, uh, you know, contracts and those sorts of things and the value that's placed on basketball, it's very important and it is a sport I do want to win in. When you look at, uh, uh, you know, money potential, and, and it's certainly we understand baseball is such a huge part of the culture at ECU, but football is a money sport. In some places, basketball is a is a money sport. Is it a chicken or egg situation as far in your mind with you do have to make, I guess, some investments, but success might make the willingness for, for people to invest in the program, not athletics necessarily, but maybe boosters uh, a little more reticent to do that. Uh, which one is it? I mean, how, how do you solve that part of the, the problem? What, well, I, I look at it, and, and I realize what I'm about to say. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my <laughs> mouth just a little bit. Okay. Where I, I really believe this, ha- having been at other places, like th- there are a lot of things that money can solve. Like, you, you know, we need to constantly invest and figure out ways to invest in all our programs that, you, you know, the the teams that that are better resourced have a better chance. Mm-hmm. If you look at ECU athletics and their sport program offerings, most all of our sport programs are funded near the bottom of our league. You know, uh, you know, let's call it bottom third. Mm-hmm. But but it really doesn't prevent you from winning. And you you can look at other schools that that are successful in their sports that are not funded anywhere near where the top schools are, yet they continue to win. And and, and so, um, I, I think investing in the in our sports programs are really important, but I don't think it is a end all be all right. that. Uh, you know, just because you fund it at a high level that you're going to win, because I can point to a lot of programs that are spending a lot of money and they are losing, you know, uh, at record levels. We've got ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, with us. Let's break. John's agreed to stay on with us. Uh, We're going to maximize our time with him on the other side. We'll start with name, image, and likeness. And many other things. Talk some baseball. Lots to get to. John Gilbert is our guest here to start the uh, hour of the Patrick Johnson Show. And we'll have more right after this. No time a-wasting. We're going to start the show today. Oh, hey there, Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The 
This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. Experienced craftsmen and anyone that enjoys hands-on projects and those with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. You heard the saying. There are two things. Oh, we've got ECU Oh, we've got ECU and pay taxes. Well, there's a third. Watch television. Listen, we all watch TV, but it doesn't need to be cable. With a new dish about the size of a pizza dish installed on your home, you have TV of the future. Did you know with this new home service, you can watch TV at home on any computer or tablet that has the internet, even on your phone. Watch TV anywhere in the country. All with this new Dish TV service. You can go on vacation and take your TV service with you. Even let your kids watch it at college. All for one low price. Locked in for two years and guaranteed to be cheaper than your cable bill. Call right now. 800-476-6087. That's 800-476-6087. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Uh, we've got ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, with us here. Part of this, too, is uh, we're, we're, I guess, a, almost a full season, or at least we're nearing the back uh, nine, if you will, of this athletic season as far as the uh, name, image, and likeness goes. Uh, what are the ideas to 
to keep that from impacting, you know, for example, locally here, pirate club support. We certainly know that uh, it, it now is, is easy for, you know, the Acme company to maybe go directly to the athlete and take that money that they might not or they might otherwise put into a pirate club funding scholarship scenario and just give it directly to the athlete. That seems to me to be the most slippery slope as far as athletic departments go with this this current situation that we're in with the name, image, and likeness. Well, the the reality is wh- whether you're you're no matter what size school you're at, it, it is a zero sum game. Me- meaning, you know, we we only have so many discretionary dollars to spend, mm-hmm. and, and as you look at a donor or a business. They, they can only give so much money to ECU athletics. And, and at some point, the, the decision will be made, do, do I give money to the Pirate Club or do I give money to provide name, image, and likeness deals for you know, certain student athletes? And so every athletic department in the country is you know, trying to manage that and and it is the new world that we live in. It is not going away, and so we'll continue to manage that the best we can. But you know, schools, it, it is it is legal now to pay a player. Right. I mean, businesses and companies can do it. Uh, some are doing it at a very high cost and attracting, you know, student athletes, and so. We have approximately 420 student athletes, and I would say we have approximately 85 name, image, and likeness deals for them currently. And those deals range from, you know, some cash, some gift cards, you know, some barter or trade mm-hmm. uh, currently. Are you seeing things that other institutions or like institutions are doing that you might say, okay, this is a good way to approach this uh, and, and might fit the model in Greenville? Well, um, you know, the the example that I used the other day was this uh, Country Roads LLC that's being done at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's a third-party entity where they go out and talk to businesses uh, or, or individuals about name, image, and likeness deals, um, I, I could see something like that taking place at a lot of institutions. Gotcha. Uh, we got ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert on the line with us uh, here. Uh, another thing uh, that I, I think, uh, you know, that, that you've done here, and, and I mean, it's very pretty remarkable if you think about it, what, what you were able to accomplish and, and your staff in this negotiation, but uh, there'll be a new media rights holder um, and that'll be Playfly in the new academic year. Uh, an upgrade cash wise uh, as far as what ECU is receiving for its athletic media rights. Congratulations on, on that. But uh, beyond just what people might hear coming through a radio speaker or, or an app on their phone, what else does that deal? bring and again other than cash what else does the deal bring well i i think one we we've had a very long-standing relationship with img learfield and you, you know this all started with 
the the opportunity to go to market for a look in you know so we we were um you know certainly pleased with that partnership the partnership with playfly uh it is going to bring in additional revenue it it also is going to bring in some capital investments obviously we have uh video board scoreboards at you know numerous venues that that need to be replaced you know starting with Dowdy Ficklin and so deals like this will help incorporate uh you, you know new new video boards but also being more aggressive in how we advertise and use those boards uh John as far as um Something that, uh, you know, maybe a little bit in the weeds, uh, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but my understanding is an out-of-state athlete could get in-state tuition based on, you know, the law of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think that went back uh, to out-of-state, had to pay out-of-state. And as I understand it, that is maybe returned or is in the process of returning to an out-of-state athlete can get in-state tuition. That's a positive, and there's some savings, I have to imagine, with that. What what would what does that mean as far as the athletic bottom lines and, and do I have my backstory on that correct? Yeah, yes, we are, we are working through that. That has been finalized, and, and the way it works, it it works on full scholarship student athletes. Okay, so uh, a full scholarship student athlete, or what we call a headcount sport, is football, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, and tennis. Any student athlete that is on full scholarship for those sports, they are considered a head count and are on full scholarship. That student athlete, uh, basically, if we sign an out-of-state student athlete, we're now paying the in-state rate. So for you know the listeners that aren't maybe up to speed on, on how that works, you know, if we sign an out-of-state student-athlete in the past, we were paying the out-of-state rate back to campus for those students to attend class. I think our scholarship, you know, bill last year, it was eight and a half, nine million dollars mm-hmm. uh, you know, just for our student-athletes to go to class. And so there will be significant savings. Uh, in addition, if you're an equivalency sport, So every other sport, they're called an equivalency sport, Mm -hmm. meaning you could be on 20, 30, 40, 50%. Now, if if you're on a full scholarship as an equivalency, then we would also get the in-state rate uh, on that individual as well. Gotcha. Uh, ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, we appreciate his time greatly here. There's a few listener questions uh, that people submitted to me, you know, via uh, email or social media. Uh, the AAC releasing its football schedule, thus ECU releasing its full football schedule. Is there any idea at this point uh, when that may be happening? Uh, I am I am anticipating it being released on Thursday or Friday. Okay, excellent. Um, when you look at, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think this has been formally announced or released yet, but as I understand it, with the season tickets too, there's an additional home game and the first month of the season from a travel standpoint could be not a whole lot of it from what I understand uh, for, for ECU potentially. Is that something you could speak to now or we just need to wait for the schedule release? 
Well, I I am anticipating playing four home games straight. Okay. We we obviously had uh, three uh, non-conference games scheduled. Okay. Uh, We've got the late game on October 29th, I believe it is, where we go out to BYU. Mm -hmm. So week four for us, uh, I am anticipating playing a home conference game on that date. Is that a good thing? I mean, home games are good things, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, to have that many stacked there as many weeks, are you in favor of that, or do you think with this team getting some momentum early on potentially at home is could be most beneficial in the long run? Well, I think it's a positive that we're playing four, you know, games. You know, the the odds go up for a win anytime you play at home. So to, to start four games at home uh, – I'm not implying that we're going to win all four games, but (laughs) when you play at home, you certainly have a better chance of winning than playing on the road. Right. Do you Uh, you know at this point the positive? I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you know at this point? And again, I don't know if you can speak to this. That that after Thanksgiving date's always tricky. Really worked out well this year. You all did a great push, and and the stadium was electric. But you know, also Cincinnati coming to town, I think that certainly helped as well. That's a tough date, no matter who you are, uh, by and large, in college football. Any any idea how that's going to be handled this year, or, or again, we'll wait and see? Uh, I would say wait and see, but okay. I think you're free to make Thanksgiving plans. Okay, there we go. Uh, John Gilbert with us to confirm, because a lot of people say a lot of things out there, John. Uh, the, you, the, at the conference did help with the bowl expenses incurred with the cancellation of the military bowl. Is that... I just want to get that on, on record in public. I think we have before, but just since we have some time with you here, I wanted to, to ask you that again. That, Yeah, that is correct, and, and that will come at the, you know, when the year-end conference distribution, uh, the bowl expenses will be a part of that, and we're very thankful for that. Yeah. AAC released a letter yesterday, a very lengthy uh, letter from Mike Oresco, uh, essentially endorsing, the idea and the concept of the 12-team expanded playoff, that continues to be a thing that's very interesting to watch. Uh, and I think the best thing for the game of college football and the most equitable thing for, for someone uh, out of the American long term, obviously I would have to imagine you like that idea of, of a 12-team playoff for, as far as access goes, but then we're talking about the possibility of extra games and, and that, that does become a little bit tricky in the sport. It, it does. I I like, you know, one of my favorite times of year is the NCAA basketball tournament, you, you know, and, and I love all the matchups because, you know, everybody's got a chance. Like at the beginning of the year, there is a pathway for every conference to make the NCAA tournament and to make a significant run in the tournament. And, and I think, Certainly Cincinnati showed that you can get there, but I also, if you look at uh, Cincinnati's schedule this past year, they were very, very fortunate to play at Notre Dame Mm -hmm. and at Indiana. And I realize Indiana uh, was not the Indiana of the previous year, but they went and played a Big Ten team, and then, you know, a major independent slash ACC team uh, in Notre Dame. In a normal year, 
it is very difficult for teams like Cincinnati or East Carolina to get a game like that. And so uh, kudos to them because it played out. But uh, scheduling is so hard from a football perspective. You know, when, when you're a really good team like a Cincinnati, uh, and even I would say for East Carolina, you know, it's hard getting those Power 5 games because – those schools want to schedule a game where it's a guaranteed win. And so that plays into a factor. I think when it, with an expansive playoff, uh, it gives more uh, teams the at least a pathway to get there um, for a championship. Is it 23, John, where ECU is scheduled to go to Michigan right now? Forgive me for not knowing that off the top of my head, but – uh, yeah, yeah, yes, two, okay. 2023. Do you foresee other opportunities like that? Because I assume there's some remuneration coming to ECU for heading uh, to the big house. Is that a way to to maybe help offset some of these things in athletics? I, I know you don't want to make a habit of it, but is the is that a is that a situation that makes some sense? Well, it, they, those type of games do make sense. You just have to be careful uh, how many, but because like the earlier conversation we've had, you, you know, when you play at home, you have a better chance of winning. When you go on the road to a big-name opponent, in most instances, you go into that game as a big underdog. Not saying you can't win it, uh, but certainly you, you've got to punch above your weight yeah. uh, to, to get a win. John, I know you got to go, but a, a quick baseball uh, question for you. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement. Season starts on Friday. Season tickets, uh, 2,100 plus sold for the year, a sellout as far as that goes. How much does that help offset some of the uh, expense of, of college baseball and, and of the baseball program by, by having that kind of push with season ticket sales and even single game sales this year? Well, I, I think, uh, again, um, anytime you can sell tickets, get people to your venues where, you know, they're buying concessions uh, and coming to your venue, buying T-shirts, that sort of thing, all, all those dollars help to fund the bottom line. Uh, so we have certainly done a, a great job, Coach Godwin and his staff and the players, for, for creating the excitement in baseball to get our baseball program exactly where we all want it to be. Hey, John, thank you. A uh, lot more things we could talk about. Always enjoy your uh, candor and, and your uh, time you give us. So thank you, and we'll see you soon, I hope. Ha- happy to come back anytime. I appreciate you. Go Pirates. We appreciate John Gilbert for being on with us today. We're going to get some sound from Joe Dooley yesterday, but right now a chance to tell you if you're tired of working every weekend, if you're fed up with working too many hours, maybe you're bored with your job, it's not real motivating, you want to make more money in a new career, Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the largest cellular providers in the entire nation, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has opened positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, you get paid time off, 50% discount on your wireless bill, Access to wages prior to payday and 401k matching. Earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. And Victor is holding a hiring event Thursday 
the 17th, right here in Greenville. Victor is hiring 35 people this week, and they want you to apply right now. So visit pit-jobs.com for more about the hiring event on Thursday the 17th, and you can apply as well. That's pit-jobs.com for Victra. Our guy, Philip the Ref Pilkington, Daytona bound. But right now, an update on what is going on around the Pirate Nation and beyond. Here's Philip. Yep, Patrick, that's right. I'm Daytona bound as the week goes on. Speaking of Daytona, first practice is underway for the Daytona 500. Current practice leader is 2017 Monster Energy Cup Series champion Martin Truex Jr. And moving on to ECU-related news, ECU pitcher Carson Wisenhunt has been added to the preseason Golden Spikes watch list. To the NBA, Warriors' James Wiseman has been cleared for five-on-five scrimmaging. This is a big step in his recovery as he has not been on the floor since tearing his meniscus last April. The Minnesota Timberwolves have extended guard Patrick Beverly for another year. This extension is worth $13 million. It was announced earlier today that this year's ESPN Feast Week will be highlighted by the Phil Knight Legacy and Invitational Tournaments. This time it will have a women's as well as a men's bracket. This is the second time these tournaments will be held. The last time they were held was back in 2017 to celebrate Phil Knight's 80th birthday. This year the Invitational side of the men's bracket will have Alabama, Iowa State, Michigan State, North Carolina, Oregon, Portland, Yukon, and Villanova, whereas the women's field has Iowa State, Michigan State, North Carolina, and Oregon. The legacy side, the men's tournament, is Duke, Florida, Gonzaga, Oregon State, Portland State, Purdue, West Virginia, and Xavier. The women's side will be Duke, Iowa, Oregon State, and Yukon. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports update. After this quick timeout, we will have the P-Man come back with today's Pirate Report. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Are you shopping for a new boat but can't find exactly what you want or don't want? Check out Pair Custom Boats in Washington. They custom build your boat with no more or no less than exactly what you want. You can design it yourself with Pair Custom Boats. Towers, T-tops, no T-tops, forward seating, rear seating, or just a flush deck. They can customize your wants and needs in one of their four models. And the big news for 2022 is there are now two new models being introduced this year. The new 25-foot and 27-foot models will be great additions to the Pair Customs lineup. Call today 252-717-7009. Visit the website at pairmarine.com or come see us in Little Washington, North Carolina. That's 252-717-7009 for Pair Custom Boats or visit the website and check out all the models at pairmarine.com. You can sit down and build your own custom built center console with Pair custom boats in studio with jeff stein from brown and wood what's new jeff for two years in a row we've been voted number one in greenville so we're super thankful for 2022 we've decided to make it the year of the customer we're taking more covid health safety protocols with some personal test drives where you know you don't have the salesperson riding along with the customer it actually makes them a little bit more comfortable and they can take a drive and kind of go where they want to go and drive it how they want to drive it brown and wood your number one dealership in greenville and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty Start something new in 2022 by continuing your education with short-term training at Pitt Community College. 
PCC's continuing education programs are available for those interested in a new career path, preparing for the workforce, or updating their current skills. Continuing education classes are offered online, in hybrid format, and face-to-face, -face, with many being offered free of charge. Visit pitcc.edu today and let us help you in 2022. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Need to insure a boat in Edenton? A business in Elizabeth City? A car in Greenville? How about a farm truck in Columbia or a home on the Outer Banks? Weatherly Insurance Agency, an independent insurance agency with five locations in eastern North Carolina, is here to help. Weatherly Insurance Agency has agents you can get to know because they're your neighbors and live in your town. Call today, 888-OBX-2-IBX or on the web at weatherlyinsurance.com. From the Outer Banks to the Inner Banks, Weatherly Insurance has you covered. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. We got Pirate Basketball coming up tomorrow. Uh, no, Thursday night. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Thursday night. Tomorrow, by the way, a programming note, Coach O, uh, Coach Gary Overton, Dr. Gary Overton, Coach O. He'll be on the show with us. We'll uh, preview the Pirate baseball season. Cy Seymour slated to join us uh, Thursday, among others. So that's the uh, docket for the rest of the week here. Appreciate John Gilbert earlier. Uh, in today's Pirate Report, here is uh, Joe Dooley from the Joe Dooley Radio Show last night from Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum, heard here on 94.3 The Game. And this is uh, on a key miss by Tremont Robinson-White uh, late in the, or in the uh, ball game in the loss against SMU. Joe Dooley on that. I think a little bit of both. And, I, you know, he had one in the first half where he got caught in the air, uh, you know, on the right side over here and, and, and missed when I tried to reverse, which he probably just should have laid the ball up with left-handed and missed a little chippy in the first half, a little runner that he usually makes. And uh, I, don't, I don't know whether he took off too far. I didn't, you know, necessarily ask him, but it was one of those ones that just happened. So let's run back and uh, sort on defense. You know, the crazy things happen. I said it's, it's the same essentially as if we missed a, a pull-up jump shot. I mean, obviously it's an easier shot, but – the relevance of it isn't isn't that bad. And then, uh, you know, they turned every mistake like that one, which was a mistake, into points. They turned the you know another turnover into points, and then they turned another, uh, you know, a, a bad shot quick in the shot clock into points. Now all of a sudden it's a nine nine zero run, and you're you go from being up one, you know, supposedly being up one to down eleven eleven twelve. Certainly the ponies were able to uh, stroke it from the bonusphere, stroke it from deep, and uh, that is uh, something that uh, was a big. Uh, key in the game the other night, Joe Dooley on that. That's a career high. I mean, yeah. that's six threes, and I, you know, I thought you know he even had one in the first half at the end of the shot clock, opposite our bench, where we on a short clock you have to get him off the, the line, but great length. I mean, he's an elite defender. Uh, I think the thing about SMU is they've got four guys that can beat you off the dribble. They've also got four or five guys that can guard the dribble. And that's a rarity. I mean, you got you know the very interchangeable, very sim similar sized. Uh, you know, and then Weathers, number 50, the, the, the bigger brother, is 
you know, a matchup in the, in the high post, great at driving, and they, they put you in some harm's way defensively. Coach, with the latest from Brandon Suggs and how he is uh, doing since coming back from injury. That's a career high. I mean, yeah. that's six threes, and I, you know, I thought, you know, he even had one in the first half at the end of shot clock, opposite our bench, where we, on a short clock, you have to get him off the, the line. But great length. I mean, he's an elite defender. Uh, I think the thing about SMU is they've got four guys that can beat you off the dribble. They've also got four or five guys that can guard the dribble. And that's a rarity. I mean, you got, you know, the very interchangeable, very sim- similar sized. Uh, you know, and then Weathers number fifty, the the, the bigger brother is. Uh, you know, a matchup in the in the high post, great at driving, and they they put you in some harm's way defensively. From the Joe Dooley Radio Show, here is an update on the uh, condition of uh, injured star guard Winston Tabs. Winston's doing really well. I mean, he's I think he feels good. He's in a good spot right now. Um, I, I think the thing for him is when you when you have an idea where the finish line is, it, it really helps. He'd been in limbo for so long with. Waiting on the doctors, and then what? Well, you know, what procedure are we going to do, and how long is the rehab going to be? And uh, I think in his mind, he had one uh, rehab number as far as, long as what it was going to be, and then uh, finding out it was probably going to be three months shorter. I, I think almost gave him a new lease, and and just you know knowing when he's going to be able to get back to doing some things. And he's been in every day while he's rehabbing, shooting, and and doing ball handling, and uh, and getting treatment. Luigi Debo and uh, it, Luigi started the year in the lineup as a starter. Uh, had uh, an eight rebound game. Had a couple of uh, eight point games, double digit game. Luigi uh, with uh, double digits of rebounding the other night, eight points uh, at Tulsa, and uh, he is a guy that's very popular with his teammates in the locker room. An all around good guy. And uh, Joe Dooley on uh, Luigi starting to maybe turn the corner a little bit, and that's good because he's a seven footer. Luigi, you and I have talked about this. He he is practiced a lot better than he's played and uh you know sometimes it take it takes guys a little bit to figure it out i mean he he had us a little bit frustrated and i think he was a little frustrated with himself a couple of the previous games and then i thought at tulsa he did an excellent job of sealing finishing around the basket protected the basket on a couple of shots i thought he was very active got us a bunch of extra possessions especially in the first half uh you know as you see he's a very good ball screen hedger uh, I think those things, but I think he's he's played more like he's practiced, and he hadn't previously done that. So I think he was frustrated about that. It's you know what we had seen in practice, we hadn't seen uh, on the court when we played in games. And I, I think the last couple of games, hopefully he'll get some confidence from that. And confidence is a strange thing. Hopefully he's seen the ball go in the basket. He's seen that he's, what he's capable of doing. And now he'll continue to do that. But uh, we, we've been very happy with what he's done the last couple of games. It was alumni day, and uh, it was good to see such guys like Lester Lyons, Ike Copeland, some others involved. Uh, Coach Steele, Mike Steele was there and uh, very uh, vocal in his endorsement, I understand, of uh, Coach uh, Dooley. And uh, a lot of really good uh, guys there. We've, we've had a lot of those guys on the radio from time to time and probably will some more, I imagine. Uh, but this is uh, Joe talking about uh, – the alumni that returned to uh, watch Pirate basketball and be a part of the weekend. Yeah, it was nice. Scott. A lot of the guys came to shoot around. Uh, I think that's something we want to incorporate, you know, on a yearly basis and do it in a bigger fashion. I know there's been a lot of delays and a lot of uh, concerns, obviously, still with the whole COVID situation. But I do think we can do it on a grander, you know, stage and maybe even do it, uh, you know, with with more and get and get out and have more players come back. It was nice, you know, Lester Lyons was obviously here and Ike Copeland. It was good to see those guys and Gabe Nicholas and. Uh, you know Jeff Kelly, uh, all those type of guys that came back. It was good to see all those guys. Robin House, 
um, and and to have them back and have them be honored by the by the fans and be appreciated by their university. Well, let's turn our attention to UC uh, USF. Excuse me, that is the pirate uh, opposition on Thursday night. It was a game that was originally going to be played on January first, but. Because of COVID issues in the Pirate program, the game was postponed. By the way, it does not look like that that Wichita State game in Greenville is going to be made up at all. So it's going to be just uh, just this game that will be made up. You'll see uh, USF a couple of times here down the stretch, including at home uh, the following week for the Pirates. But uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, from the uh, venue formerly known as the Sun Dome. It's ECU and USF, and they've had a lot of roster turnover this year with the Bulls. I said this to you previously. When you start seeing where we're, you know the blue blood programs, the Dukes, the Carolinas, the you know the the Kentuckys and the Kansas have six guys in the portal. You know the world's gone upside down, and you're going to see it. And it's you know the opportunity to play right away, or play you know it's a, a new a new venue or a new vision, and uh, you're going to see it. Brian's had a lot of turnover, you know, but they did get Murphy back, who's a really good player. Uh, you know he he can he can score. He's bouncy, really good athlete. Chua is better. I mean, as you watch him, you'll can see how much more uh, fluid he's become. Chaplin went from averaging one point a game to about six a game, and now it's just under double figures, and has gotten a lot better. Uh, the kid, the green kid, had, had unbelievable stats at George Mason. When you look at his numbers, uh, and the Walker kid, uh, the transfer from from Tennessee, was a top seventy player out of high school. He went to Tennessee, had some uh, had some health problems, had a little bit of COVID, had a I think a bone in his foot was broken, uh, but he was a guy that was very, very heavily recruited. Uh, you know, was a top seventy, top eighty player, and you know they're starting to introduce him into the lineup. More from Coach on Caleb Murphy. No, he is a great mid-range pull-up. I mean, he starts dancing with the ball. He's very clean with his handle. Can get to a spot and elevate. Once he elevates, it's a problem. I mean, he he's looking down at the rim. Got a real nice stroke. Uh, his mid-range game, like I said, is really good. Good in transition. Uh, so the, he's a guy that we're definitely have to have you know our eyes on and make sure we got a body on him at all times. And will USF have some confidence after they knocked off the Tulsa Golden Hurricane? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that they should have some confidence, and and you know, I think that when you you know we played well enough, we've had a couple other top top opportunities that to to win some league games, and we haven't. Unfortunately, I think the guys I've seen were right there, you get, but now it's it's a little bit of his confidence, a little bit of his also. You have to make some plays. There's one or two plays during a game that can dictate what happens, and um, one positively or negatively. And when something goes wrong, you can't hang your head. You got to run back and make another play. But I do think. Last week we were down. You know, we fought back. We took a lead. Uh, you know, kicked it away a little bit, and, and Tulsa made some plays, and we found a way to finish it. So I think uh, that should give us confidence. After the game against USF, Pirates will stay in sunny Florida, and it is going to be a matchup Sunday against UCF. That game will be heard on one hundred three point seven WTIB Talk one hundred three seven WTIB on uh, Sunday. ECU at UCF. This is. Uh, Joe Dooley with a scout of the Golden Knights. The team, of course, that rallied from 20 down and beat ECU and OT. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that they should have some confidence. And, and, you know, I think that when you, you know, we played well enough, we've had a couple other top, top opportunities that, to, to win some league games, and we haven't, unfortunately. I think the guys I've seen were right there. You get, but now it's, it's a little bit of his confidence, a little bit of his also. You have to make some plays. There's one or two plays during a game that can dictate what happens. And um, one positively or negatively, and when something goes wrong, you can't hang your head. You've got to run back and make another play. But I do think last week we were down. You know, we fought back. We took a lead. Uh, you know, kicked it away a little bit. And, and Tulsa made some plays, and we found a way to finish it. So I think um, that should give us confidence.
And speaking of uh, things that went wrong uh, with that uh, loss to uh, UCF, uh, Joe was asked, uh, had that was that something that the team has talked about? Uh, you know, certainly I'm sure they did in the aftermath, but have they talked about heading into that one uh, here this weekend? We talked about it. I mean, I, I think that they – I thought they'd be a top two or three team in the league. Uh, with, you know, I had 96% of their points back and I think 97% of their minutes back. And sometimes things just don't fit. You know, you know Perry, Green, Mahan, those guys are all experienced. You know, you're all senior guards and – uh, I think they're very athletic. I think they can really score. They got on a roll against, like I said, against, against South Florida the other day, and Green was was shooting. Johnson, who hadn't shot the ball well, uh, is starting to become a, a much more effective weapon and played really well against us, as we know, unfortunately. And uh, they, they've been able to, you know, Adams is a threat. Uh, C.J. Walker is a top 20 player in high school. I mean, so the, I, I like their talent level. I like their athleticism. Um, and, and, you know, they've got a lot of experience. And this is Joe Dooley on uh, Brandon Mahan with UCF. You know, he's a hard guy to coach, I would imagine, and not as a negative to him as a person, but he, he's a hard shot taker and hard shot maker, and it's you sort of live and die by those type of deals. He can make a really tough shots, and you're saying, wow, that's a really tough shot. And then when you're not making him, you're saying, wow, he takes a lot of tough shots. But I, he's played well against us every time. Uh, you know, when you look at his numbers, uh, you know, he played well against us here. And-, and that is today's Pirate Report. The Super Bowl rating was low, but the viewership high. Well, Delve into some of the numbers next. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to barberhendrickhonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the comfort of home. At Barber Hendrick Honda, there will be no payment for 90 days when you finance through Ally, and you may qualify for 0.9% financing on selected models. Barber Hendrick Honda, a proud member of the Eastern North Carolina community at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Pirate fans, the 2022 football season is going to be one for the record books. East Carolina is coming off a seven-win bowl season, and 2022 is shaping up to be even better. The Pirates need you to pack Daddy Ficklin Stadium this fall with a great home slate that includes in-state rival North Carolina State. The American Conference schedule features home games against UCF, Memphis, Houston, and Navy. Season tickets are on sale for as low as $125. Get your tickets today by visiting ecupirates.com. See right. Pirate baseball lives right here. Go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Sunday's Rams Bengals Super Bowl 56 averaged a 36.9 rating and 99.18 million viewers on NBC alone. Over 101 million viewers, including Spanish-language coverage on Telemundo. And 100.3 million across all platforms. That marks the lowest-rated Super Bowl since 69. Jets-Colts with a 36 number. But the most watched across all platforms since 2017 when the Patriots rallied to beat the Falcons. That was seen on linear TV and streaming by 113.7 million. Uh, the 
primary NBC telecast declined 3% in the ratings but increased 4% in viewership from Bucks Chiefs on CBS last year. That did a 38.2 and 95.2 million and declined 11% and 1% respectively from Chiefs Niners on Fox two years ago, which did a 46.1 number and over 100 million viewers on TV alone. The across all platforms audience increased 13% from last year's figure of uh, 99.7 million. And uh, that's the corrected number from, from last year. Uh, they call that out of home viewing and that sort of thing. NBC said that Super Bowl averaged a streaming audience of 11.2 million viewers across 6 million devices on Peacock and various other NBC and NFL digital platforms. A record for the game. The network says that uh, the 11.2 million is a viewer per stream figure not directly comparable to past years when co-viewing was not as prevalent. The figure compared to past years is 6 million, which marks a 5% increase over last year, 5.7. The discrepancy between ratings and viewership can be explained by the fact that the two biggest factors in Sunday's viewership, out-of-home viewing and streaming, do not factor into the household rating. Nelson's, or Nielsen's, I should say, his household rating panel includes homes with TV-connected streaming devices. Streaming data, NBC reported Tuesday, are from Adobe Analytics. In addition, out-of-home viewing is not included in household ratings by definition. In addition to the record streaming audience, the Spanish language, audi- Spanish language audience of 1.9 million on Telemundo was also a record high, more than doubling the previous high of 757,000 set by Fox Deportes. A couple of years ago, viewership for the primary NBC telecast peaked at 104.4 million from 7:45 to 8 o'clock during the first half. The halftime show, the much valued and much hated on halftime show, featuring Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and my guy Fifty Cent, averaged 103.4 million from 8:15 to 8:30. And that was up 7% from last year. NBC's 15-minute postgame coverage averaged 54-plus million viewers. A corrected figure for last year's postgame, not available, but the initial audience was uh, over 51.5 million. So that is uh, Sports Media Watch bringing that to you. You know, I'm not surprised that the rating number is down. Uh, The viewers almost hit 100 million on average. And so that should, I mean, it's still the biggest TV show on, in the, on the planet each year. Uh, but, uh, you know, there were a lot of people, I mean, I, this is all anecdotal, but I mean, I, there's three people I've talked to yesterday, uh, all not connected with one another in any way that just didn't watch the game. One kind of told me he forgot it was on. Uh, one is, I don't know what he was watching. A buddy of mine from Greene County, and you know, I, I just, I look. There are more options now out there. Football is still the thing. Uh, the streaming thing, I think, eats into the TV viewership, obviously, and more and more people are going to start streaming these events. And the streaming's gotten better. But I, I always tell this story: until the streaming gets as seamless as television, or until the streaming becomes. Uh, commonplace for everybody probably in, uh, you know, 
a certain generation, the total streaming of these events is not going to be not going to be where this goes. It's still t- television is still a very powerful medium over the air or cable television, and, and you're going to continue to see uh, the football co- consumption on television uh, still be pretty strong for the next several years, again, until I think the streaming catches up to the point that it becomes as seamless as television or that demographic that really you know, might have the full cable package still ages out. And, and I mean, that one or the other is going to happen. It's just which one happens first. Could be a, a slower burn. It could be pretty quick. But, I mean, yeah, I always go back to trying to watch the NCAA tournament a few years ago at the beach on a stream because we don't have cable at the beach. And it was, a, I mean, it was just a slog. It was almost impossible. You couldn't go between games. It was a real pain in the neck. So until it becomes a little more seamless, and it has gotten a lot better. I mean, we've. We've got a streaming uh, apparatus that we use now that was much better than the one we previously had. And it's just a lot more seamless now, and that's what we get a lot of our stuff for Peacock and ESPN Plus and all that on. Uh, so uh, interesting numbers, final numbers coming in there for the Super Bowl. All right, uh, big thanks today. Great job, Philip Pilkington, producing across the way, and also thanks to John Gilbert for being with us. Uh, great conversation with him. It'll be uh, on the uh Website, 943thegame.com, the podcast, or wherever you download your favorite podcast, so I'm told. All right, uh, see you tomorrow with Coach Gary Overton. He'll join us to preview Pirate Baseball. We'll also hear from Coach Godwin, maybe some Pirate players. That's tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great Tuesday evening. Are you tired of working every